0: Happy Recovery Month, sweet friends. For the month of September, I am partnering with Recover Alaska to bring you recovery stories, resources, and hope. The journey of recovery looks different for each one of us, so I will be sharing interviews that highlight a variety of ways that one person can recover. My wish is for these to bring you relief and hope as you learn that you are not alone and we can recover. This week's Recovery Series episode features Derek and Brittany, the co-owners of Choose Recovery. They are on a mission to spread the hope of freedom from addiction. Their recovery-themed apparel company spreads awareness and gives back to recovery efforts. Today's episode does contain mature content, so please do not play this with children in the room. All right, let's dive into today's episode. All right, all right. Welcome, everyone. And happy Recovery Month today. I am so excited that I have got the Choose Recovery team here. This is Derek and Brittany, and they have a beautiful mission, a beautiful company, and their own personal stories on recovery that they're going to share with you today. So first of all, just thank you for reaching out. Thank you for saying yes and being here today. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here yeah absolutely so let's just start with you derek if that's okay i'd love to hear you know some of your personal um your story like what's your story what happened that in your addiction that made things unmanageable and how did you eventually you know move into the the strength and the hope
1: yeah yeah so my story is kind of unique uh in the sense that a lot of people that we work with today coming out of all different types of, of addiction, but primarily with substance abuse and those sorts of things. Um, and my exposure was more to, uh, on the sexual side of stuff with addiction to pornography. Uh, and I was raised like in a good home and in a a family that went to church and all of that. And I remember just growing up in an environment at, this particular church and Christian school that I went to that anytime anybody would get you know caught with any sort of like indiscretion. I remember there were things that happened, you know, with like affairs and different things like that and other things in the church. And they would just be publicly kicked out of the church completely. There was another guy that had a pornography struggle that was just kicked out of the church. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it just taught everybody, if you got problems, uh, you keep it, keep it to yourself. And, even though we were going to a, a Christian school and high school and stuff, uh, I was got accepted kind of into the, the goody two shoe crowd, uh, <laughs> looking back now at it. And my wife, Laura, um, back at, uh, at that point, she was kind of in the passive aggressive, uh, and God brought us together later. And it's it just interesting how, how that came about. Mm. But, um, uh see where was I going with that but as as I was in that environment uh I had been exposed to pornography at a younger age and didn't really know how to handle it and um oh that's what I was going to mention a minute ago too is is that even though it was in a Christian school and everything of course there were still people who were who were dabbling in, in alcohol and drugs and all that mm-hmm. stuff and I was kind of naive to that scene at that point point. Um, but later on, even though I went off to ministry school to, to study the Bible, to do like ministry stuff, uh, and then eventually got married, uh, and then eventually started doing actual ministry, pastoral type stuff, um, thinking like, okay, those things will, will fix it, right? It's not that big a deal, but obviously no, that doesn't just fix uh, a destructive behavior and actually just got worse in different seasons. Um, and I wouldn't have classified it back then. I I didn't even know what the heck it was and how to deal with it. But, uh, looking back now at it, um, it was a a very addictive type thing that had a hold of my life, um, binging on it in the evenings and just hiding things. And, uh, my wife was like the only one that knew, uh, at, at the time, didn't know who to turn to. She was very gracious to be able to, uh work through things, but I just felt like such a, a failure having to go back to her, you know, and admit, you know, another failure, another struggle. But I just kind of a long story short, my journey out of that is not like anything that I would tell anybody else today to get recovery from any sort of an addiction, because it wasn't relative isolation. Um, not knowing who to turn to um, and, and leaning on, on my faith in Jesus and on on scripture. I remember just pouring through any sort of book that I could come up with uh, and I could find or any sort of podcast or message and stuff of of people who would talk about it from like the faith circles that I was in. And uh, and, like, nobody talks about this type of thing in church. And so when I found stuff, I was just kind of feasting on it. And God really showed me through all that, um, some lies that I was believing, insecurities, believing about myself. And how that translated into how I viewed women, and just through correcting those lies and insecurities over time, uh, found freedom uh, to this day. And and one of the sweet things too is when I look at like Jesus in the New Testament, he is one of the the greatest like liberators who like empowered women, um, never in a, in a way that that threatened or abused them or anything like that. But but at the same time, like empowered them. And it's just really, really cool to see that. And so everything that I get to do today, um, along with, with my wife and our two boys, um, is, is amazing working at Freedom House. It's a faith-based sober transition home down here. Uh, and Brittany and other friends of ours help with Freedom House and, uh, other churches that are here, uh, I get to pastor one of those that we recently started a couple years ago, working with the recovery community. Um, and uh, Brittany will share her story too. But it's just really cool to hear and see everybody who's been involved in the Choose Recovery brand so far um, has all been like volunteer basis, but they're all folks who've been invested either in their own stories of recovery or giving back through ministries like Freedom House and through. Uh, being sponsors and through uh, their own churches and stuff so that's what I get to do today we used to live out in uh, Bethel and uh, just saw the massive needs across our state and uh, areas of our villages and uh, and then here on the road system of course so anyway wow that's me Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. It takes so much courage to share such vulnerable information. And, uh, you know, so a lot of my interviews right now are definitely centered on drugs or alcohol, but pornography, sex addiction, those are all major, you know, and they fall under the same kind of part of the brain and that same escape. And, you I think a lot of that comes down to what you said about, you know, you're hiding it. And I think when we're at a point where we're hiding anything, then something's off internally for us. And so, you know, I applaud you for seeing that and going like, this is not okay for me. What am I going to do next? And yeah. amazing to your wife, you know, you use the word gracious. You, yeah, I think that's the perfect word. And for her to just, you know move through that whole process with you. So, thank you for sharing that and I think, you know, that so I had an eating disorder that kind of went along with my addiction to substances and and it was kind of always present and again that came back to it was a secret. It was something I was hiding. It was something I didn't really know how to function without. And so there's so many different things that we can kind of pull into this recovery and addiction world. So, thank you for for talking about that and i think there are a lot of people out there that are going to resonate with what you've gone through and what you know what you're speaking to so and how fun yeah. that now you're helping people and you know sounds like you are definitely a man of faith and that's a big part of everything you're doing and one of the things about these interviews is i'm interviewing people that are across the board you know there are people that are atheists that are in recovery people that are religious and you know I'm I'm so happy to be able to share different stories that are going to help different people at different parts in their journey you know Um, so there's no one way and so I just really appreciate hearing this this perspective
2: so Brittany uh, over to you I'd love to hear more about you um well um my story I guess I'll just kind of dig in. So I guess um, from you know at a very young age, you know my parents were um, alcoholics and dabbled in drugs and stuff. So there was a lot of it. I have three other siblings. Um, There was a lot of abandonment issues, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, They weren't there. So I um, was molested at six years old um, by a male cousin, and that lasted a couple years. And then I started getting molested by a female step aunt and that lasted for a couple years. Um, and I never told anyone and I kept it in and I, um, I felt yucky and dirty and um, just this little walking ball of shame. You know, I, um, I didn't feel like I could tell anybody, you know, so here I am, I'm, you know, now I'm 12 um, and I, you know, just looking for, um, anything I could to fill that void, you know, um, looking for daddy in all the wrong places, lost my virginity at 12 years old, raped at a party at 13 years old, um, just drinking, you know, started drinking, smoking pot very young, um, got into, you know, uh, relationships with older guys, um, got, um, my mom forced me to get an abortion when I was 15 years old, um i was i had so much hate and so much resentment um not only towards my parents and my mother but towards myself i hated me um and so i did whatever i could to drown out whether that was meth men or money uh didn't matter what it was um eating addictions um i, uh, I was just all over the map so um you know, during that life, you know, came multiple DWIs, driving while license revoked, um, reckless driving. Um, I eventually found myself just dopeless, hopeless, and poor. I was that girl, like, in the ditch with a needle in my arm. Uh, I lost my children to OCS. I, um I got to that point where um, I thought there was no coming back. Um, I eventually found myself being trafficked in California, um, and God saved me in that situation. Um, and um, somehow, someway, got back home, um, you know, went to treatment a couple times. First time didn't work out. Uh, second time, it finally stuck. I, uh, I hit my knees, Um, in that treatment center, and I gave my life and my heart to the Lord, and I was just not going back. I uh, decided to go to long-term treatment um, in Anchorage at the Ernie Turner Center, and I did six months there. I ended up, you know, starting the process to get my kids back. They had been in OCS custody for almost two years, um, and they were going to get adopted out, and somehow... (laughs) Um, somehow I got them back. Um, I fought my way and I came home and I got a job and got stable. Um, and I just never looked back, I guess, you know, I, uh, today I get to, um, you know, man, I get to speak at all these different conferences regarding human trafficking. I get to be a part of this most, the most wonderful organization. Um, um, And it's called Pursuing the Hidden Heart, Authentic Relationships Incorporated um, with Gene McConnell in Anchorage. And it's just this conference is about getting to the root of your shame. And so I get to go and speak and tell my story and help others um, get to the root of their shame, you know, and find out where it started and be able to live in the light. And then I get to, you know, be here with Derek and do Choose Recovery. And um, it's just. It's amazing. And I get to walk beside my children, you know, through their struggles and their shame and stuff that happens with them. And I have two daughters that are 13 and 10. Um, and uh, no matter what happens in their life, I'll be able to uh, be like, hey, I've you know, been through it. And, you know, and I can help them. And I just know that every traumatic thing that's happened in my life, um, I'm supposed to use to help others. And I'm supposed to tell my story um, over and over and over. So that's what I do. I've spoke at multiple podcasts this, this month or in August, and then that recovery podcast and speak, uh, spoke at a couple different human trafficking events. So this August has been busy, <laughs> but, uh, God just keeps saying, tell your story again. And I'm, I'm like, okay, all right. So I do. And here I am doing it again. <laughs> so, yeah. So here I am. Have um, I'll have six years clean and sober, um, in December. So amazing. What day? 1222.
0: Awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's what I was going to ask. How long has it been? And yeah, six years. Uh, almost. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, you're obviously a miracle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that story is completely heartbreaking. And, um, and scary and sad and hard to listen to. And, Sorry. you know, um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are going to hear that and go, that's me. Or, but there's,
2: hope. Yeah. but there's
0: hope. There is hope. Yeah,
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and shame. Oh, mm. that's the worst emotion. And, you know, and that's what definitely kept me stuck in addiction for so long. It was like, there were all these be feeling like a victim and all these other people and circumstances I wanted to blame, which you know, some as a child you're not to blame for those kind of things. But then I would start creating brand new things to be ashamed of every day and in addiction. So it's a hard cycle to break out of. And when we do it's it's really beautiful so thank you yeah. I mean you you've absolutely turned your pain into your purpose and you are yeah. living it hundred I mean, percent beautiful
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah so both of you are just on that journey of changing yeah. people's lives with your own story and I think that's one of the most beautiful things anyone could do oh my gosh Yay. Wow. Yeah. and I was just gonna say, yeah go ahead Oh, just real quick um, to the human trafficking. And I know that's something that has come to light a lot more in these past couple of months. Right. And, you know, uh, I think that's so important because conspiracy theories aside, uh, it's a problem and it's something you've experienced that's in your true. own life and it's something that goes on um, in Alaska and everywhere. Exactly. And so I think more light being brought to that and you're probably going to have a lot more opportunities this year to yes. share your story. And I'm, I'm glad that you're willing to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Derek, what were you thinking?
1: Oh, I was just thinking uh, it was, it's cool working at freedom house and all of the so women, some and men, some both, and all of the, the residents that we have come through the home and hearing their own stories mm-hmm. and yet the hope that's there.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then somewhere along the line, just being involved then in the recovery community through that. And then through starting choose recovery and things to spread more hope and awareness, Uh, you can't be down here and be involved in that and not hear uh, about Brittany and her story and her family and just really cool to see her involvement um, in women's lives and mentoring them Mm -hmm. and sponsoring them and helping us at Freedom House and then helping with the the Choose Recovery brand as well. It's just really cool. So I love it.
0: And so you guys
2: haven't mentioned where you live.
1: <laughs> yeah, Soldatna area. That's yeah. where I live, Soldatna.
2: Okay. I live in Nikiski, so I live out on the North Road, like, yeah, north of Kenai, a little ways. Okay. Um, yeah. so, so, for
0: the few people listening that live in Soldatna, Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe just are in Alaska, um, we'll put some links with information about Freedom House and some yes. of the local things you do. But I would love for today to talk about Choose Recovery. I see you're both sporting t-shirts. Oh, brand. I watched your video the <laughs> other mm-hmm. day and I just loved it. I think uh, what you're doing is really beautiful. So could you talk a little bit more about this mission with the brand and how we can support you?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thanks. So uh, somewhere along the line, there's a lot of different influences that kind of led to it, but wanted to do something different to make an impact as well for addiction recovery uh, along the lines of, you know, ending the stigma and spreading hope and like recovering as loud as we can and providing a vehicle for all the folks that we minister with at, at the homes and things and in our own community, and then just seeing as my eyes were more open to all of our friends who were having their own stories, you know, like Brittany's and others, uh, and then traveling outside the state and realizing like, dang, like this is, this is everywhere, obviously, mm-hmm. but seeing, okay, how, how could we do something to, uh, spread hope, Uh, that there is hope to never give up, to make a difference. I saw rewrite your story on your website. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we say too: rewrite, rewrite the story. And, and then the other thing too, with it is not just for those stuck in an addiction that's still out there, but my other purpose and heart behind it is to help all of the folks who may not have addiction per se in their story Uh, but they have loved ones and friends and stuff that are, and they just have no clue how to help Mm. Uh, and just be a vehicle for hope and spreading awareness to bring the conversation. Like it, it is not, we don't have to be cynical and jaded towards people who struggle with addiction. You know, all of us can play a part. Another one of our shirt designs says, uh, where, uh, stronger or together we are stronger than our addiction. addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just that beautiful picture of like the whole community coming together. Mm -hmm. Um, the faith community, ministries, treatment centers, hospitals, Mm -hmm. detoxes, um, meetings, you know, all of them playing a part Mm -hmm. in this beautiful picture. And so choose recovery, just an opportunity to, to do that and to empower people and proclaim the hope. And we found that hope in our faith in Jesus and, to share that uh, as we mm-hmm. go along so
0: okay awesome and so you have apparel and then so how you know i understand your mission so as far as like our part in it so we buy these clothes you give us um uh, resources or part of the proceeds go to help people in recovery what's the practical yeah. part there
1: yeah yeah so um uh, mm. you you hit both of them on the i'll do the second one first but as far as like the um, helping fund things. We, I'd love to do more in the future. Right now we do 10% of profits back to freedom house. That's here locally. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to expand that down the road as the company grows to help other recovery efforts. Um, so that's one vehicle that we do. And then the resources is something that we've just, I've done a little bit in, but I want to build the site out more to have more practical resources down the road for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the, the awareness and the hope piece is just to encourage uh, people who are struggling in their addiction, walking through recovery to inspire their own continual growth and to share their own story of hope with others. And then for other people to, to rep that. We've had customers literally write me and say like, hey, this I wear this shirt or this hoodie like every day to keep me going in my own oh. recovery. We've had family members rep it for like a daughter who's in recovery. And so they're repping it. And, well, I've had
2: people stop me at Walmart, you know, and say, Hey, where'd you get that shirt? Like, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter's struggling, you know, struggling in her addiction. And you know what I mean? It just, it brings up that topic. And then people, you know, you get, maybe you get a chance to say, Hey, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, I have almost six years and you know what I mean? This is how, you know, this helps me or, you know, it gives you mm-hmm. a chance to tell your story and give someone hope in the grocery store, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then maybe they want to, you know, want to get a shirt for their daughter or for, you know, they Yeah. You know,
0: yeah I like that example. It um, helps the conversation
2: start. It's a conversation starter too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for totally for people who don't know how to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a bumper sticker. You're like, well, yeah. I know I should be <laughs>
0: friends with you or not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, something yeah. that's like, you know, shoved down so deep and never talked about and, you know, um, I think mm-hmm. it helps people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. And I do. I really like that. And so many of us, when we're in our addiction, feel so alone, you know, and we feel yeah. crazy and we feel like, why am I, I must be the only person who can't hang, you know, or why can't uh, I handle man. this? Everyone else seems fine. And, you know, so just that, again, that awareness. And mm-hmm. I really like that you touched on wanting to serve and help family members.
2: Yeah. Um
0: that's one of that's probably the number one thing that I have people reach out to me about. It's not people that are struggling; yeah. it's it's their the people that care about them that feel completely helpless and they're going, "What do I do? How can I fix them? How can I help?" And I'm like, who you know," and it's it's a tough conversation to have because um, it's just such a hard journey. But but there is hope. There are a lot of resources and. Um, you know, and let's share resources with each other uh, as you're building out this part, yeah. because I'm gathering a lot this month and I'm really excited about that. And so I'll be sure to share those with you as well, because you're yeah. going to have people that are, um, and I'm sure what you want to is people from all over the nation, all over the world are going to be finding your brand. And so to make sure that there are things that people anywhere can, can reach to yeah. can be sure, a part yeah. of, of learning and growing. So our,
1: um, our big, our big project that we're trying to finish right now that, that I'm working on uh, is I have a Kickstarter campaign trying to get funding together for uh, kind of taking things above the next level from a t-shirt, um, <laughs> but design this uh, women's fashion boot. And Brittany's got a pair on yeah. here, um, I yeah, but uh, i show them to I you real, real quick. But
2: boots. <laughs>
1: let's see if we can spin it around here.
2: So these
0: are the Ooh. Yeah. oh, those are fun. Okay, for those of you listening on the podcast, there are Yay. links to pictures of all of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Right?
2: Yes. So fun! Yeah
1: they, yeah, they are. They come in a different couple of different colors and stuff like that, too. But, Black so, and
2: brown, yeah, and all different
0: laces, whatever color laces you want. They're nice.
1: So that's it's our good
0: timing. Us us yeah. girls need our boots for the fall, right? Woo-hoo. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But the the links and stuff we can share that. But trying to get that funded by the 17th of September and get mm-hmm. those uh, starting shipments after that, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm happy to share, you know, all, all of the information. I think what you're doing is really important and I can tell you're both really passionate about helping people over anything else, you know, and that's, that's really great. And it sounds like both of you, the big parts of your lives are dedicated to this work and, and sharing recovery and, and really facilitating that for other people. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being an inspiration and really working towards, um, you know, getting that stigma out of here so people can step up and get the help they need.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, do you have yeah. any final thoughts, any final uh, tips for people that are
2: struggling out there right now? Mm, I would just say that there's hope, you know, and to not give up and um, and to pray. Um, and, you know, there's always, there's just always hope. There's, there's help out there. Yeah. Don't give up. Do yeah. not give up. Beautiful yeah
1: thing. i would I would reiterate that um, it's just so sweet to see uh people find freedom, find yeah. hope, see God set people free
2: yeah
1: um he just he God just continues to blow my mind away with what he's able to do and and just seeing i mean some of my some of my, i surely mean this like some of the people I look up to uh as as heroes or those in the recovery community that are just doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And some of our, our single gals too, that are in the recovery community and their kids back and oh, yeah. you, know, you walk that journey and yep. uh, others. And it, it's just so cool. So whoever's out there listening to this, just like Brittany said, never, never give up, yeah. keep moving forward, keep reaching out. Yeah. And if you're a family member or a friend, uh, don't give up on somebody, be yeah. patient, just hold out there, be patient. Uh, and when they're ready for change, uh, then we'll like move mountains to get yeah. them help and get them yes. connected at that moment when yeah. they're ready. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. And I can't wait to share your work with the world. So thank you. Thank you
1: so much. Yeah, thank you. really appreciate it.